as I like to say, who better to appreciate me than me? And well, who better to appreciate you than you? Hello and welcome to the Are We Hiding podcast. My name is Alexis. Yep, with an E, but you can call me Lexi. This podcast is a little bit of self-help, a sprinkle of laughs, a bit of introspection, and hopefully a dash of community. Come join me weekly as I delve into topics surrounding who we are and finding our place in the world as a late 20-something. If you missed the first two episodes, please check them out. It would mean a lot to me. So without further ado, let's dive right into episode number three. With Valentine's Day coming up, for some, it's the perfect day to spend with their significant other making each other feel real special. That's a beautiful thing and no one should feel like they need to hide that. But for others, Valentine's Day can be a painful reminder of their own singlehood. Being single isn't a bad thing. And what's more, enjoying being single is not a bad thing. As a matter of fact, I think Valentine's Day is the perfect day for single people to show themselves a good time. Loneliness sucks. It really does. But temporary feelings of loneliness, especially that which is only influenced by commercial holidays like Valentine's Day, can be used to our advantage if we restructure how we think about and approach it. In a New York Times article called Why You Should Find Time to Be Alone with Yourself, published in October of 2019, it states, Choosing to spend time doing things by yourself can have mental, emotional, and social benefits, but the key to reaping those positive rewards comes from choosing to spend time alone. In a culture where we often confuse being alone for loneliness, the ability to appreciate time by ourselves prevents us from processing the experience as a negative thing. That is a lot to take in, So, but the key that I want to point out here is, of course, we can find a random date to go out with on Valentine's Day or spend time with our closest friends if that's what we want. But if you want to and choose to be alone, well, that is perfectly okay. And Valentine's Day isn't the only time to do that, but it is a great day to start if you are scared to take that leap. Today, I want to talk about the reasons why we shouldn't hide our desire to do things alone sometimes. I'm no expert, but I want to talk about my own experiences and maybe you can relate. Let me know. I want to note that the type of choice I'm talking about here is truly choosing to be alone because you want to enjoy your own company, not that you're hiding from others. I think it's getting better these days, or maybe I'm just surrounded by people who think it's okay. Maybe I'm lucky. But still, I wish more people understood that it's not weird and it's actually okay to do things alone and even good. If that's what you want to do, then do it. And learning to appreciate your own company really teaches you what you like in other people. When you love yourself, you can seriously love others. Sounds cliche, of course, but it's the real truth. From my experience, sometimes loneliness comes from the feeling that no one understands you. At least, that's how it has come up for me. But through the times I've chosen to spend alone, I have learned to refocus that type of thinking and relearned how to talk kindly to myself even when I don't feel like it. Don't discredit yourself by ending the sentence with, no one understands me. And it's not even enough, in my opinion, to simply continue with, but that's okay. Instead, I think we should fill the whole thing with, no one else understands me, but I do, and that's okay. You are your own number one. So if you understand what you're going through, that's important too. Learning to talk more kindly to yourself is important because you are important. And if you are at a stage where you currently don't understand yourself, then start taking the necessary steps to get there. 
and making the active choice to be alone is sometimes a good way to do just that. Again, I am not an expert of any kind when it comes to mindfulness or psychology or anything like that, but I do believe in the research out there that shows the importance of understanding yourself and self-love. I've been working on some steps for making sure I am continuously compassionate toward myself, reminding myself that my feelings do not need to be validated by another person. So long as I understand them, they are valid. And really, even if I don't understand them, they're still valid and your feelings are valid too. I think we all need to work on believing that. Both self-understanding and self-love are not things that can be achieved overnight and it's not something that once attained is yours forever. But both of those things are things we have to continue to strive for. Some days it'll be effortless and some days it'll take everything you've got. I had never before struggled with self-love. Anyone who knows me personally probably knows that. I love myself and always have. But sometimes loneliness can make you forget that. Even as a teenager, I preached self-love to my mother on days where she felt less than confident. During college, and yes, this was painful, sometimes people asked me if I was high because I was outwardly always so happy and stress-free. I want to point out the word outwardly because every single person goes through stress and unhappiness. It just depends on how we deal with it. Still, receiving judgment for being happy with myself made me feel like an outcast. Have you ever felt that way? But since coming to Japan, I have dealt with many changes in my life and at times, loneliness has crept in in the most surprising ways. It's scary when it does. It shakes you to the core almost, and if you're used to being so satisfied and so surrounded by ideas and feeling like you can do anything, but then suddenly feeling like, well, I guess like you're all alone in your thoughts and feelings of isolation, then that is really, really rough. I will go into what role being in Japan has played in those feelings in a later episode because that's another beast all on its own. All I will say for now is that it can be hard being physically far away from the people you feel know you best. But I do want to share with you some of the ways I have learned to embrace those times and I've come out feeling fulfilled and in good company. My own company. Dating yourself, getting to know yourself, spending time with yourself, whatever you want to call it, it's all important. I was looking at a BBC feature article called The Benefits of Spending Time Alone published in July of 2019. And they said, loneliness has been called an epidemic of the modern era. I like this article because it talks about the benefits of being alone, because sometimes loneliness can be oddly good for you, and so long as it isn't a feeling of chronic loneliness, as they say in the article, it can actually help you in a number of ways. I am the type of person that needs a lot of connection with other people. I am an extrovert. If you want to know my Myers-Briggs personality type, for those of you that are into that, I am an ENFP. But still, we all need our alone time and our own time to recharge. The article comes along with a video, and the video also mentions that even in a crowded room full of people, we can still feel loneliness. And that's the key. It's about connectedness. I am not making this episode to encourage isolation, but I do think that there are times where, especially in our late 20s and moving forward, we have to learn to accept this part of life. But still, that got me thinking. I don't want to just accept loneliness. I want to thrive in my alone time. According to the same BBC video, having high quality friendships over a lot of friendships has been linked to being happier overall. And of course, I really do believe that getting to know yourself can lead you to better friendships because you know what you enjoy doing and the kind of people you actually want to be around. And according to the same New York Times article I mentioned earlier, choosing to be alone can help you better understand yourself and your interests. So today, I want us to apply that thinking to the concept of friendship that we have with ourselves. So I want to take you into a little story time. 
It was December 2018, and naturally, most everyone I knew was on holiday. New Year is absolutely my favorite holiday because it is the one time where everyone is so full of hope. We get together and have one last hurrah for the year and then start the first of the year with the people we love. It honestly doesn't get much better than that to me. Well, December 2018, I had just spent Christmas with someone I'd been on a few dates with and eh, whatever, it was fun, but that wasn't the type of connection I was looking for. I've always had New Year's Eve built up in my head, and as the holiday was fast approaching, I realized I hadn't yet solidified any plans. I got invited to small get-togethers with friends, but for some reason that year, I really started to get the feeling that I just wanted to be alone. I almost felt ashamed about it. No, <laughs> not almost, okay. I did feel ashamed. I loved those friends, but I couldn't shake the urge to be alone. I was so afraid of saying no, because I didn't want to somehow offend anyone. But I eventually allowed myself to make a plan. I would go to Universal Studios Japan for the all-night 24-hour countdown pass, only this time I would go alone. As I was purchasing the ticket, all of these ideas came into my head like, oh my god, what if everyone thinks I have no friends, or what if I feel lonely and cry, or what if I get there and it's just too much and I just want to go home? And I thought about it and I was like, well, yeah, those are all honestly very real possibilities. But you know what? Sometimes we need to let ourselves feel those emotions so we can hopefully come out stronger on the other side. Fast forward to that night. I picked out an outfit for myself. I got cute for myself. I rode the train by myself. And when I got there, <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I didn't feel myself getting cold feet. But after about 30 minutes, all of that went away. Here I was at a theme park, completely alone. I could do whatever I want. I could eat whatever I want. I could ride whatever I want. Not to mention the single rider line cutting that time in half. I studied art in school and it was amazing to be able to look around and really soak in all of my surroundings. I got to really look at the detail put into the ride themes. I don't know if you've ever taken time to look at the details in those ride lines, but there is a lot. Anyway, when you're doing something alone, you don't have to worry about what another person is thinking or wants to do when you're in a situation. If you're an empath, it can be hard to turn off your awareness of the emotions of the people around you. But when you're alone, you don't have to worry about that. And truly, the only person whose emotions you can focus on or do anything about in that moment are your own. And you can't run away from yourself. Small aside, <laughs> shout out to the guy that came up to me in August earlier that year when I was at Universal Studios once again. He said he was there alone and wanted to know if I wanted to join him for the day. I thought that that was weird at the time, but then fast forward a few months later and there I was doing the same exact thing, only I wasn't trying to find anyone to join me, but still, shout out to that guy. Anyway, the point of my story is being alone by choice is empowering, relaxing, and gives you a chance to do some real reflection, whether it be on your surroundings or what's been going on in the world or really on yourself. Actively choosing to be with yourself is absolutely okay. I hate that we are forced into this trapped way of thinking that we cannot celebrate a holiday if we have no one to celebrate it with. Or further, we cannot celebrate a holiday if we want to celebrate it by ourselves. That's not realistic, and it also devalues our sense of self. Who are we to tell someone that they can't do stuff alone? It just makes no sense. I want to give you a short list of things that I think have really helped me embrace my alone time. And I'm just going to ignore the obvious suggestions of spending time with friends or family or doing things like Valentine's Day because you already know those are options. And maybe some of the things I'm going to list you already know, but hear me out. So first, I want to start off with a couple of short-term things we can do. Well, starting off, for example, with Valentine's Day. 
Number one, take yourself out to dinner if you don't feel comfortable or order some food in for yourself. There's so many delivery app services these days. I mean, there's really, I mean, it's endless. Uh, I think also we can buy ourselves some dang chocolate. Why do we have to wait for our friends or someone else to give us chocolate? Get yourself some chocolate. Get yourself some cake, whatever, whatever you like, really. Take yourself to a movie or along with the delivery, watch a movie at home, but get your favorite treats too. Another good suggestion is take a class like yoga or any kind of fitness class to get yourself moving and in touch with your body. Everyone there has different skill sets. Everyone there is focusing on their own bodies, so you won't feel alone even though you are alone. And finally, I think spending time in nature is a good way to do that. Go for a hike, take a walk, go sit in a park. Being with nature, being around greenery really brings us alive in many more ways than we can imagine. All right, so let's talk about some long-term things. I think the most important thing that has really helped me is the importance of writing things down. Whether I'm happy or I'm sad or I've got some ideas in my head, I just take out either a journal or my phone memo. Because to be honest, my uh, my iPhone, just the, the notes app, that has so many notes in it. It's just so useful. I think like even if you're having trouble processing something or something won't get off your mind, just taking a second to write it down and getting it out there somewhere with rather rather than sharing it with someone if you're not wanting to do that has really helped me a lot. I also think playing an instrument has helped. Um, I started playing ukulele about a year and a half ago, I think now. And I played an instrument as a child too. I played piano, but playing an instrument as an adult or learning an instrument as an adult, it's really, really empowering. And it gets you in touch with your body in another way, in a way that exercise doesn't. And it also exercises your creativity. I also think that you should make a regular habit of being in nature alone. I mentioned doing that as a short-term practice, but also being in nature more often and appreciating the world around you is important. Also, I mentioned this earlier as a short-term thing, but getting exercise, not just taking a class, but getting exercise at home even, puts you in touch with yourself in more ways than one. I'm always impressed with the power of the human body because I do weightlifting and seeing what your body can do in the gym or at home really allows you to feel in touch with yourself in new ways. So I suggest finding a movement that inspires and empowers you to use the body you were given. I feel sad when people say they're working out or they're thinking that people are working out because they hate themselves. This is one way to really understand and love yourself and your body, and it's a great way to spend time alone. It's not about aesthetics. It's about you and loving yourself. Next, start reading more. I think Reading is really underrated, and I don't just mean reading from a paper. I mean also like perhaps picking up and picking up some audiobooks or something like that. Just really learning to take in more information really helps us spend time alone and reflect a lot. And finally, I suggest taking regular walks, not only because of exercise, but because getting out there and just taking a walk really helps you process things about your day and really take that time to switch off for a bit. Don't look at your phone on the walk. Play some music, sure, but don't message people. Don't be on the phone. Just walk for you. The thing is, when you do things alone, you have the time to think without interruption. You can really sit down and take in everything and really just be in the moment. You can write to yourself. You can get some ideas. And it really is truly okay to show yourself love. As I like to say, who better to appreciate me than me? And well, who better to appreciate you? than you.
I'm a firm believer that at the end of the day, you are all you've got. Yes, we have our family and friends and the people that love us, not discrediting them at all. But you are the one that goes to sleep each night and wakes up each day as you. No one else can do that but you. Like I said, loneliness sucks, but temporary feelings of loneliness, especially around the holidays like Valentine's Day, can be used to our advantage if we know how to restructure how we think about and approach them. Let me know what you think. What are your favorite ways to spend time alone? Well, thank you for having me. Whether you're at the gym, working at your computer, getting ready for bed, driving somewhere, or even taking a walk, I'm so happy and grateful that you chose to be here with me. I hope you'll join me next week as we try to answer that question. Are we hiding? If you haven't already, come say hi on Instagram at Are We Hiding. Thank you and have an awesome day. Happy Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm.